everybody to the Hot Tag Hooligans Wrestling Podcast Show with myself, Aaron, and Tom. 2023 is here, and we're going to kick it off right with the Dragon of Malice. It's Jasmine, yeah. How's it going? It's going good. I'm happy to be here. So, how was your holidays? Uh, it was very fun. I'm a family person. Love spending time with my family. Wonderful. Now, do you have any family traditions that your family typically does, or? Um, not really. Just your your old typical thing. Uh, were you able to wrestle over the holidays? Um, no, I had the holidays off. Well, that's okay. That's okay. I wish you know, in our shoot jobs, we had uh, you know the holidays off. I guess as a professional wrestler. Uh, that kind of gives you all the freedom to kind of book around special holidays and special occasions. Uh, do you find it hard to some sometimes navigate that? Um, yeah, like, um, it would be cool to like, I guess it just depends on the opportunity. Like all while you like love spending time with your family, you also kind of want to get out there and do what you love to do. So I guess it's just a matter of what you want to do more. And I saw recently a list of names that everyone should know by 2024 recently in the world of pro wrestling. And Jasmine Al was definitely on that list. So when you see that and you're starting to get some credentials and some love throughout the world and throughout the industry, how does that make you feel? It makes me happy knowing that uh, the amount of time I've been in this industry and getting my name out there as fast as I am, um, it, it's, it's definitely changing for me. Now, you grew up in the Charlotte area, which whenever I was growing up, and Tom makes age jokes all the time when it comes to me, but when I was growing up, Charlotte was a hotbed for pro wrestling. It was Ric Flair territory. Uh, did you find yourself growing up in Charlotte able to catch a lot of wrestling events, or was it just something you weren't into at the time? Um, growing up, well, I'm 20 years old, so, uh, there wasn't really much around, but I'm sure in your day, there was a lot. Yeah, back in his day, there was a time. <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> when did you first kind of get introduced to professional wrestling as a, as a fan? Um, well, my uh, my cousin's boyfriend, um, he was watching uh, wrestling around the time I was a kid, and I just kind of stumbled in the in the living room, and I was like, "Wow, what is that? It looks interesting." So I was just sitting and watching it, and I'm like, "Oh wow, this looks really cool." So like, I'm watching it, I'm watching, it, I'm watching it, and then I just became a fan ever since. Um, I actually stumbled upon uh, New Japan. Uh, so I was kind of watching that for a while and the wrestling, it was, it was just calling for me. Like I just loved it. I fell in love with it instantly. And I knew that this is something that I had to do. Now, what are some of the things that really drew, drew you to it? Was it the specific characters or was it the, just the entering ability or the showmanship? What, what kind of was it that drew you to it? Um, at first, when I was younger, it was more so of like, um, like being able to like, say if I was in the wrestler's shoes, like going out there in front of so many people, you know, showing off your character, 
and you know uh it's more of like an in-ring in-ring ability thing but like now as a worker like it's more different like it's just you just want to be everything if that makes sense yeah and you you mentioned new japan because and that's kind of weird it's it's amazing to me right now in 2023 how many people still don't understand that there is a world outside of the wwe and aew so when you were able to watch new japan i imagine for you it was such a cultural change because Again, New Japan is more about the in-ring work, where WWE is more yeah. about the show. So, was there one style that really drew you more to it, and why? Um. Well, WWE. Um. Well, it's entertainment, so I was kind of drawn to that because, like, storylines were really interesting. But like, also, New Japan has like a very hard-hitting wrestling style that also interested me. So it's kind of like a 50-50 here and there. Now, Wern, who in New Japan automatically caught your eye? Because there's not a lot, you know, until recently there wasn't women wrestling on New Japan shows. So you said Tanahashi? Yep. Tanahashi, he is my favorite wrestler of all time. Would he be on your Mount Rushmore? I know a lot of people think Okada is a little bit better than Tanahashi. Would you put Tanahashi on your Mount Rushmore? Uh, I definitely would. Is there a reason that differentiates Okada to Tanahashi for you? Um, Okada is a very, very great wrestler. I love his style. I love everything about him. But it's just... I don't know. It's like, I love his in-ring ability, but for like Tanahashi, like everything about him pops for me like the character the entrance the way he is he is with fans his moveset everything like everything just pops uh for me from him so that's why we put him on a higher list in okada so when you when you look at the landscape of new japan pro wrestling and the things that are going on um who are some people over there right now that you feel like um, you would love to get into the ring with? Um, I would. Uh, I don't know if you guys are like big on intergender wrestling, but I am. I have a lot of guys on my list that I want to kind of knock down in the future. Um, I would de- definitely love to take a swing at uh, Shibata. Um, I would definitely love to. Well, Omega's back now, so I would love to go at him. Um, and it would be nice to be in the list of when Tanahashi retires. I would love to be one of a, one of his opponents as he goes away. That'd be a sad day. But um, and I would kind of love to get a swing at a uh, NATO. I would love to uh, really. He has a hard, hard style. I just love his character. Now, Russell Kingdom you know, just recently took place. And Mercedes Monet, the former Sasha Banks, has now made her presence known over there. What do you think about that? Uh, I think it's wonderful because I know she's been wanting to kind of go over there for a minute now um, and seeing her uh, finally achieve something that she's clearly been wanting to do forever because, like, seeing, like, 
Because, like, growing up watching New Japan and being a women's wrestler and them not allowing women on the platform, it was kind of disheartening because, like, I obviously want to be on that stage one day. So, like, knowing that they didn't allow women at the time, it was kind of like, oh, well, that'll never happen for me. But now that they do allow women, it is very, it's like my hopes are coming back. Like, that could possibly me be me in her position one day. Um, as far as her return to wrestling, um, uh, we know she kind of, uh, well, it wasn't her fault, but she kind of, she got messed up a little bit. <laughs> uh, Twitter was talking about that. Uh, aside from that, uh, I do love the new look. I love the way she came in. Uh, she looks like a million bucks. Like I'm ready to see her new Japan run. I'm I'm hoping it'll be great. I know it will be great, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, she, I think she definitely has the style that can work that New Japan stardom type. Uh, she does. And so she'll fit right in with them uh, perfectly, I think. I'm interested to see, you know, all the matchups that could possibly be coming her way. I'd love to see her against Julia uh, over in stardom right now. That's That's a big matchup I would love to see as well. So when you look at the females over in Japan, is there a female right now that's kind of got your eye? Um, I've seen a few, uh, but right now, like my eye is kind of on um, Kari. I've always, I've always loved her. Um, so yeah, she is definitely besides uh, Mercedes. Those are the two females that I would definitely love to wrestle in the future. Um, per it would definitely have to be on a New Japan stage or a stardom stage. Honestly, don't mind. Just as long as the setting is in Japan, that's always been a place I always wanted to wrestle. So let's do it. Now, with all the opportunities that are out there these days, when you look at independent wrestling as a whole and then all of these major companies that are really uh, signing lots of talent, do you try to set yourself like one year, three year, five year, 10 year goals? Or are you somebody that kind of just goes where your opportunities take you? Um, kind of half and half. Most of the time, I kind of go where my opportunities take me. But, like, I do set a goal for, like, a year ahead. Um, it would be amazing it, if I could set, like, a, a goal for, like, five years from now. But, like, it's kind of impossible to tell where life would take you. You kind of go, go with life goes on. And you do have some interest outside of wrestling. I've learned that you want to be an arson expert. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. Okay, so that's kind of a that's kind of a weird field. Uh, I, you know, we've had we've had a lot of people who want to be doctors and nurses. So, what drew you to being an arson expert? Um, I always thought it was like really interesting because, like, I always want to be a firefighter, and like most people, they don't know that like arson like investigating arson cases exist so when I found that out I was like oh that's pretty cool because it's pretty much like you're a fire cop you're like a fire detective um so me being a firefighter being able to investigate you know arson cases and getting those people off the streets it would also love to be a dream mind I actually had a rough time earlier on before I uh, became a pro wrestler like, I wanted to, like, I didn't know whether I could be a pro wrestler 
or if I could be a firefighter. Like, I, I thought it was impossible to do both, like traveling the world, trying to wrestle, and then also trying to save people every other day. I thought that was like the most impossible task ever. So I chose what I wanted to do uh, the most, which was wrestling. And don't sell yourself short. I mean, we've had guests on our show who currently right now are chiropractors still. Uh, and we've got guests on our show who drive trucks for, you know, retail companies. We've got, you know, I think sometimes um, with wrestling, it gets hard sometimes if you're having to really travel out. You know, if you're yeah. getting some local shows, I think that you're daytime job but look at Britt baker she's a dentist and so you can make it so don't give up on those firefighter dreams for sure some some people somebody used her as an example one time and i was like well i mean as a dentist you just kind of just sit in the office all day just playing in people's mouths you're not really like going out there in the world so I feel like her, her, uh, her being a, a dentist, that's like a much easier, it's like a much easier route than like being a cop or a firefighter. Cause you're like, you're like up early in the morning, solving cases, doing this, doing that. And I feel like, I don't know. I mean, I, mean, I see like why you say that, but I feel like it's kind of a, like, not really comparable if you, if, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I think she only works like maybe two days a week. So as far as for AEW, so, I mean, I'm sure oh, there's yeah, like more training and yeah, stuff, but I mean. I had a friend who was a, um, he's still my friend, but uh, he told me he was actually a police sergeant, but he had to, in order to continue wrestling, he had to get demoted and, you know, change his schedule. So like, but that's the thing, like, I don't want to limit to myself to just like, doing like the lowest thing of possible just to make both work like i want to go above and beyond in both yeah but, uh, you're definitely young enough where i think no matter which path you choose you'll still have time to do the other one day if, if you need to yeah but like what if i decide to like quit wrestling at like 30 or like 40 like i don't know i feel like i would be old to kind of too old to kind of be lugging people out of buildings by 40 but you wouldn't be too old to be the arson uh investigator true that is true now in the charlotte area is and i don't know i'm from kentucky tom's from indiana is there a lot of you know, arson and fires that happen a lot down in the Charlotte area that kind of, because again, I mean, even though you wanted to be a firefighter, it's kind of like a different type of career path there. In North Carolina in general, that there's not that many fires, especially arson. Um, arson cases here happen, I wouldn't say every blue moon, but definitely not as often. Uh, which is good. Like, I'm not hoping like people go around setting fighters, uh, fires just so I can have cases. Like, don't do that. But like, uh, if I ever become an arson investigator or a firefighter, I would want to move somewhere up north because I know like they have a lot of arson cases and a lot of fires and stuff like that. So I would just kind of migrate to where you know the help is needed instead of being here where there's nothing really to do. And like I said, please don't go out starting fires just so I can have cases. 
Yeah. Only you can prevent forest fires and house and buildings. <laughs> Definitely. So, you know, you obviously you don't have any issues traveling, you know, to be a, a professional wrestler. That's part of the gig, right? Yeah. Uh, so what are kind of some of the places that you've really enjoyed to, to work uh, and some places that you would like to travel to to work? Um, uh, one of the places I've loved re uh, working at is in Georgia. Like I've wrestled in about four different cities in Georgia. Um, still trying to knock Atlanta off the list. Haven't quite got Atlanta there, but um, some places I definitely want to wrestle in the future is New York, um, Chicago. Uh, if there's any promotions on the in the San Francisco. Would definitely love to wrestle there. I've always actually wanted to move there. So, um, yeah, those are like the three main places uh, I want to wrestle. Um, and I kind of would add Florida to the list, but Chicago and New York are really my uh, target right now. And you mentioned intergender wrestling. Um, you know, recently WWE finally had one of their first little intergender matches uh in many years when i had rhea ripley take on tozawa and kind of a squash type match but in your opinion why do you still f why do you feel that big time promotions are still shying away from letting big time feuds happen like a charlotte flair versus a randy orton type feud why do you think that they're so scared of that um i'm not sure it's not even just big time promotions even small promotions do that because they think that it's just not realistic like it's just not like I don't know I, they just don't like the idea of like a man and a woman a uh, woman fighting uh, each to their own um, I know a lot of uh, workers also have a thing against intergender wrestling and that that's always been one of my goals as a worker is to kind of change that uh, whether you're ignorant to it or not, like my goal, one of my goals as a worker is to put on uh, some of the best intergender matches that has ever been done. And um, I hope more people that are kind of ignorant to it right now, they kind of open up their mind to see that this is possible, that this is something that could be taken seriously, that this is something that you shouldn't sleep on just because you don't like the idea or you don't think it's possible because anything's possible. So, and I feel like with the right direction, um, it could definitely make sense. Uh, but to most, like to most people, especially promoters, that's not like, that's not a thing that clicks to them. Like they think that like, no matter what, it, it just doesn't make sense. And I mean, they can think whatever they want, but like, I just hope that that I hope that that stigma changes because it's been it's 2023 now like no one should even think like that anymore yeah, especially yeah, and I, about the entertainment yeah and I think that you know to say that it's not realistic is just uh lazy creative I think if you're telling the right story anything can be realistic I mean we've had Rey Mysterio beat the big show I mean, if you got the right story and the right the right people and the move sets and it all works. It doesn't matter whether you're male or female or 
if you give somebody a DDT, it's a DDT, you know, it's going to hurt. So, I mean, it's, it's one of those things that I feel like they just kind of check out and they're like just lazy about it. And hopefully that does change. Yeah. And that's my thing. Like if you think that Rey Mysterio and Big Show can be a possible match, even though you have this big giant and this little guy, like, how on earth, like, do you think that's realistic just because they're both men, but you would throw a fit over a woman versus a man? Right. Yeah, I just think it's lazy, and they don't want to do the do the work to tell the correct stories, or maybe they just don't. I don't know. There's probably a lot of uh, prejudice involved, let's be honest. Uh, it's just yeah. needs to change. And for the Rhea uh, match, that was actually entertaining, even though it was a squash match. Like, I never expected that to, like, actually happen on a WWE television now. Uh, but if they ever do get serious about intergender matches, I definitely want to see Rhea versus the Tribal Chief. I just have to see that. I like it. See, my, my dream WWE intergender was Charlotte and Randy. I thought that there was always going to be some good storytelling. They they could so Flair and Orton, and that would have been a perfect you know type feud. And I think Randy would have probably loved to have done the match. I, I don't see where he would have had a problem with it. I just feel like yeah. That's what I I bet during like when he RKO Naya in the Royal Rumble. I bet he, that was that was that was amazing. Definitely. They're, I mean, and they were kind of hinting there for a while. I think uh, Moxley was rumored to going to face Nia at one point, maybe at WrestleMania, and they kind of nixed that idea. Uh, but, yeah, definitely I want to see more intergender wrestling. Um, you know, of course, in the Attitude Era, you'd have it all the time. Uh, and then I think some sponsors kind of got a little bit mad. And there are things you need to watch. Let's be honest. You've got to watch how it's handled certain ways. You don't need a man bloodying up a woman that's yeah. in a fight, in a match. But if it's a clean, good, fun wrestling match and good storyline, I, I think you should be able to do it. Yeah, I agree. All right. Before we let you go, uh, are you down to do some rapid-fire questions? Sure. All right. Here we go. If me and Tom come to Charlotte, where are you taking us to eat? Um, I would definitely take you guys to uh, a barbecue joint. I don't know if you guys if you guys like barbecue, if you guys yeah. like pork, <laughs> but yeah, I would definitely take you to that because I and I I would even pay for it. Like everyone just has to experience a good barbecue in their life. Yeah, I mean, we've got some good ones here in Kentucky. I'm not going to say we don't. But, you know, I'll travel down to Memphis one time, and it was another level of barbecue. So I can imagine, you know, certain areas in the country, it's just different levels. All, all is amazing, honestly. All right. If you could wrestle one person in the WWE right now in the main event of WrestleMania, who would you want to wrestle? <sighs> Roman Reigns. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Roman, Let's go. Roman's another level right now. He, he just really is. He's had a fantastic year. What is your favorite movie? Um, 
I have a lot because I like I'm like uh, I love horror movies so much. I love horror movies, but in terms of right now, my favorite movie is uh, Endgame by Marvel. That was an amazing movie all around. Yeah, just a culmination of everything for all those years, and you kind of got the wrap up there. Great movie. I'm excited to see what comes next with this next phase five. Me too. I can't wait. All right. Last question, and we ask this one a lot. Does pineapple go on pizza? No, absolutely not. And if you think so, I truly believe you're a serial killer. Hey, I'm with you. I can eat it, but I don't like it. Uh, Speaking of pizza, I hate when people fold their pizza. Yeah, I'm, I'm not a pizza folder. That's for sure. That's that's definitely not. Now, I, I can do pineapple. It's not what I order, but I can do it. It's not the worst thing I've ever had on a pizza, for sure. Uh, but yeah, we always ask that one, and we always get some crazy yeses, and we get some crazy noes. I think the, the craziest one we ever had, and I still haven't done it yet, someone told us to put a Reese's peanut butter cup on a pizza, on a pepperoni pizza. That show. is the most disgusting thing I've ever heard in my life. They did. They told us that. I haven't tried it yet. And I'm just, I would not do that if I were you. Oh, I'll try it eventually because I'm, I'm that type of person that's like, I'll try anything once. You know, I'll try anything once as long as I know it's not going to kill me. Sure. Oh, yeah. Reese's on a pepperoni pizza. Yeah. I wonder how did that come about in their mind? Exactly. It was probably a long night out of the club, <laughs> I would almost assume. I can't remember which guest of ours told us yeah, to do I can't that, either. but we were just like, what? So, yeah. Well, Jasmine, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Uh, here's your chance to plug your social media for anybody who wants to follow you. Um. If you uh, want to follow me on all, all social platforms, uh, my Twitter is my name, Jasmine, uh, X0, you'll see it, or you can just type in Jasmine Howell. It goes for Instagram, too. My Instagram handle is just Jasmine Howell. Um, if you go to uh, the link in my bios, it has all of my social media platforms, including my merchandise link, if you want to go get an amazing Greg Normala shirt. Speaking of shirts, I have a new one coming out soon. Um, I hope you guys go and get you one. You guys too. I, you guys, you. I see titles back there. You look like a great collector. So I'm, I'm a I would, guy. I, I, I would like to see my shirt back there on that wall, sir. Oh yeah, it just and, and it's, when you drop the new shirt, send us a link. We'll retweet it all yep. over the place uh, and definitely help you push that shirt out. Everyone go and follow Absolutely. Jasmine. Um, give her a holler. Uh, definitely someone you want to pay attention to in the next year or so in the world of pro wrestling. For myself and Tom, thank you all so much again for a great 2022. Got great guests lined up for 2023. We have our award show coming up. Uh, we have our female wrestler of the year show coming up. And we also have our male female male wrestler of the year show coming up as well the next few weeks can't wait to drop those episodes a lot of great debating is going to go on on that show i have a have a feeling uh hit the subscribe button for myself and tom we always love to support anyone can always give us as well also got some big news dropping not only do we have loving casey nelson and 
uh, independent road or wrestler's journey. But uh, in the next week or so, I'll be dropping my new book, No Wi-Fi, No Problem. Uh, we'll be sharing that out as well. Let's try to make that one another number one on the bestsellers list like we did today, we pray. Uh, thank you all so much. Jasmine, thank you for joining us. As always, everyone stay safe so you can go out and watch all the pro wrestling that you possibly can. Uh, for myself, Tom, and Jasmine, everyone, have a good night.